Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Hebrews chapter 1, from verse 1. It says, long ago, this is the English Standard Version, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on a high. And having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited, is more excellent than theirs. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Your presence is heaven to me. Oh, Jesus. Oh, is heaven to me glory to his name why does it look like God's word is not working for me that's the question I want to ask today why does it look like God's word is not working for me I'm deliberate about the question because I didn't say why does it look like God's word is not working but why does it look like God's word is not working for me the passage in Hebrews chapter 1 I just read says long ago at many times and in many ways God spoke to our fathers by the prophets but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. And this his son Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God. And he is the exact imprint of God's nature. And he holds the universe by the word of his power. 
Why does it look like God's word? It's not working for me. Every child of God at one point or another would have asked that question. Especially if you are practicing the word. If you are working the word. If you are listening and practicing the word. Why does it look like it's not working for me? To answer that question, I had to come to an understanding that first of all, his word works. For me to accurately answer, for me to justly answer that question, I have to come to the conclusion that God's word works. That's why I put that other phrase. Why is it that it looks like it's not working for me? Because in certain areas, I will look at the word or hear the word or receive the word and then it doesn't seem to be doing the thing I expected to do in certain areas. So it's not that the word of God is not working. But why does it look like I can't get it on my side? Every child of God at some point in their life will have to answer sincerely that question. Will have to ask themselves that question. Matthew chapter 13 from verse 1. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him. So that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path. And the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil but when the sun rose they were scorched and since they had no roots they withered away other seeds fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them other seeds fell on a good on good soil and produced grain some a hundredfold some 60, some 30. He was ears, let him hear. Everything about God's kingdom functions by his word. What The things that you can access outside God is limited. And that thing is subject to decay. No matter how long it lasts. So anything I can access outside God is limited and is subject to decay no matter how long it lasts. So if I access this particular thing and it's outside God, it can last for just so long. But at the end of the day, whatever I have accessed outside God is limited and is subject to decay. 
God's word does not function. God does not function outside his word. His word is the foundation of life. He's the foundation of life. So Jesus told this parable. He said, so I went out to sow. And at some point, some seeds fell on the path. The birds came, devoured them. Others fell on rocky ground. They did not have much soil there. And immediately they sprang up. Since there was no soil, no depth, the sun came, scorched it, and it had no root, then it withered away. And then others fell on thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Others fell on good soil and produced grain. Every child of God wants to get to the point where it fell on good soil and produced grain. And even at that, we realize that some 100, some 60, some 30. So even the one that fell on good soil, some got 100, some got 60, and some got 30. It produced. So in asking the question, why does it look like God's word is not working for me? Why? I have done certain things. I have practiced certain things. I have put myself in certain positions. And I know that this is what God has said to me. You know, at the beginning of the year, our father, Dr. K, gave us five prophetic words. That it's our year of recovery, our year of release, Goshen experience, all around victory, and overwhelming breakthroughs. This is the seventh month. And somehow, there's a tendency to either forget the word or to trivialize the word. There's a tendency to make light of the word. Make light of the prophecy. There's always that tendency. Why? Because we live in a world where our distraction is every day. Every now and then, there's something that is distracting you from what you're supposed to focus on. So when that distraction comes... It clouds your mind from what's supposed to be the main thing. So the first set of people here is the seed that fell on the path. Is it that the sower didn't sow the seed? No, it sowed the seed. But some fell on the path and the birds came and devour them. So it means that there are certain requirements for the seed to grow. There are certain requirements for the word to grow. Because we'll see later on that Jesus said the seed is the word. So the sower went about just the same way 
I'm preaching, I'm teaching. On Sunday, on Wednesday, every other day, you hear God's word. So the word is hitting your heart. It's hitting your heart. It's getting to you. The word is coming to you. But why does it look like it's not working for me? Why? So it says, some seeds fell on the path and the birds came and devoured them. At that point, there is no, there is no foundation to receive the word. I want to believe that at this point, they don't believe the word. Jesus explained it. I'll get there shortly. Jesus explained it. But at this point, there's, there's no container to hold the word. And if there's no container to hold the word, it means you don't even believe the word. You are not even willing to receive it. So you just heard it, but there's nothing in you that wants to receive it. There's nothing in you that wants to receive it. Because in itself, the word works. In itself, the word produces. Because we understand from Hebrews 11, it says, by faith we understand that the worlds were created by the word of God. So everything that was made, everything that was created is from the word. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Verse 5, other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. So the question is, remember I said, underline that, that there are criteria, there are certain requirements for the word to grow. There are certain requirements. Alright? So we'll see those requirements. So it's not the fact that um, I heard it or it was preached to me there are certain requirements for that word to grow so where we are going is not that I was in church on Sunday I was in church on Wednesday or I heard pastor preach or I listened to the message no it's the fact that that word has to grow the Bible says in James it said it's the engrafted word that is able to save you the word that grafts in the word that sticks to you. Not the one that they just said to you. No. The one that sticks to you. That's the one that is able to save you. The engrafted word. What does it mean to be engrafted? It means that when they try to separate, separate you from the word, it's difficult. They will hurt you because by doing so, they're so grafted in that there will be a tear. Because you are grafted in the word. So, Bible says it is that engrafted word that is able to save you. So, we'll see towards the end that where God wants us to get to is where the word has been grafted in. Once that has happened, it will be difficult to separate you. You and the word becomes one. And then it begins to produce. So he said they had no depth of soil. So immediately they sprang up. 
He said, but when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no roots, they withered away. So it means the first thing we identified was soil, one of the requirements. The other thing we identified was root. So it's not just the fact that there was soil. It's the fact that there's, there has to be root as well. So not just that I heard the word or it was spoken to me but or I'm in church, the soil, the environment but there is root. There is root. Say, but pastor, I'm in service every other day. I attend every meeting. I'm in every event. I'm everywhere. Whenever church is open, I'm there. When they call for this, I'm there. Why does it look like the, God's word is not working for me? He said the sun rose. They were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Say others fell among thorns. And thorns grew up and choked them. People people grow up in different backgrounds different experiences different environments someone who grew up in the backside of life and another person who grew up probably in GRE or, or something like that when you communicate certain things to them the depth at which they will receive it will be different because of their understanding, their background, where they are coming from. It's not that the word is not getting to them, but it's taking its time. There are many things it has to deal with along the way before it gets to the place of understanding. So you find certain people gone through stuff in their lives gone through so much and then they find themselves in a church environment and then the next Sunday something must happen I'm not saying God doesn't walk that way God does sometimes but that's not his MO he wants you to be grafted in the word to be soaked in him he said, if you abide in me and I abide in you. I mean, that abiding is, is staying. It's a depth. It's soaking. It takes time, energy to soak yourself in. Because it is at that point it begins to do the work. So before it gets there, why do you think in the tabernacle, when, when God gave Moses the design for the tabernacle, we had the outer court, we had the inner court, and then we had the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies, the priest only goes there once a year. Why is it that when you're praying, it looks as if when you just start praying, it looks as if there is, there is no, um, um, you're, you're still conscious of where you are. And then after a while that you press in, the atmosphere begins to change. Then you are no longer conscious of where you are. After a while of praying and you are focused on it, 
you get to a point where you begin to author words and author things and speak in tongues and you get to a certain point you don't even know what's making you weep and cry you just begin to cry and at a certain point you can't even say anything again that's because there is a pool into the presence of God nothing happens on the outer court it's congregation people just gather there the place things happen is the holy of holies that's where things happen so other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain some a hundredfold some 60 some 30 it is at this point that God's word now soaks you in and then it begins to produce and then I asked the question why is the word producing some hundred some sixty and some thirty why isn't it just producing a hundred for everybody and then I realized that capacity differs whatever you want the word to produce for you capacity differs and it differs in such, a, in such a way that it relates to your assignment, relates to the things that God will have you do. But the fact remains that he, the word of God works. So this is how Jesus described the parable in verse 18. It says, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. He said, this is what is sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises, on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields. In one case, a hundredfold. In another, sixty. And in another, thirty. So Jesus clearly explained that, look, God's word works. It produces. It's meant to produce certain results in your life. It works and it produces what about the environment that receives the word? What about the soil? What about the atmosphere around you that receives the word? Is the word grafted into you such that it will produce, if not 160, if not 60, 30, but it will produce. It will produce. We read Hebrews 1. That God speaks to us 
in diverse of ways before now. But because of Jesus, since Jesus came, he's been speaking to us through his son. It says, he that has the son has life. He that has the son has life. Turn your Bibles to John. John 1. Says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. There is no amount of darkness that can quench the light of God's word. No amount of darkness. No matter how dark the situation is, no matter how dark the environment, no matter how dark the circumstance is, the light required is God's word. So why does it look like sometimes God's word is not working for me? My pastor used to say the word works if you work it. So at some point in my life like about 2014 20, no before then it was 2005 2006 there about so I needed to do something I was working on on something some spiritual stuff so I needed to get myself in a particular place spiritually so I stumbled on this message by Bishop T.D. Jakes seeking the God who sought after me Then we had just um, kiss it. I listened to that message. You know when you listen to a message and the the kiss it cut, you have to use cello tape. Hold the thing. Some of you don't know. It don't make me feel like I'm old. <laughs> it's not too far. It's just some years ago. So you cello tape. Hold the thing. I use Biro and then you continue listening to it. I listened to that message over and over and over and over to the point where I could say word for word. As he was preaching, I was preaching. I could say word for word. What was I looking for? I was looking for the word to stick to me. 
I've said it many times here before that when I'm teaching and preaching, don't listen to what I am saying in quotes. Listen to what I'm not saying. Hear what I'm not saying. Because what I have not said is what you are supposed to catch in the spirit. That is the word that sticks to you. That's your rema. That's what gets you the victory. That's what you take before the world and present it and say, I'm running with this word. Not what I said. So you may, I may have said something, but it's coming to you. So you take that thing that I have said and you begin to chew it. You begin to mutter it. You begin to meditate on it. I took another message by Pastor Chris Oyakilome. Sons of God. It was a CD. I listened and listened and it was almost like three or four CDs. Over and over and over and over again. I was in Christ's embassy then. Till, to the point where I could say it word for word for word. Because I wanted to get something. So at that point, it had gone beyond me just wanting to listen to a message. I wanted to get something from it. I wanted the word to stick to me. Because once it stuck to me, that's when it begins to produce. Because it has been grafted already. And that one is able to save me. There are many times I have just put my ears, plugged my ears and just listened to a sermon and just put it on repeat. All through the night, I sleep off hearing it. I wake up it's still playing. Why? Because I wanted my spirit to catch something. When I'm, after I've done that, I come out from that experience with an assurance that the word will work for me. Let me tell you, for you to find God in this world, in this life, you have to find him behind the thickest of darkness. Life will bring you to a place and a point where you feel like nothing is working. There is no, there is no light in sight. After that point, that's where God is. So when you have the assurance deep down within you that first of all, this word works. It produces result. So I sit with it because I know it will produce result. Jesus said, the woman, if she loses a coin, he said, will she not sweep the entire house, search everywhere till she finds it? Why? Because she knows that she will find it. If I have the strong conviction that this word will work, not because, you know, it's easy for you to, 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 to be convinced that the word will work because yesterday something happened to you. 
there's a, a miracle or something happened. But where you haven't seen anything, you haven't had any experience, you haven't had any encounter, you just want to take the word for it. First of all, you have to be mad to do so. And it's allowed in your Christian faith to be mad like that. To say, okay, you know what? I can't see anything. I can't hear anything. But God, I believe you alone. I've done that before many times. I said, if there's nothing I want to hold on to, I can't, I, 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 I can't see what you did last week or last month or last uh, two months. I can't see and there's nothing visible. But God, I just want to hold you to one thing. I opened the Bible and it says, he that must come to God in Hebrews 11 must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So I said, God, this is the only thing I'm holding. I'm seeking you. I'm seeking you. And he said, must believe. So I said, I believe. I believe that your word is true. I believe that your word is real. So if I believe it, then I act like it. If I believe it, I stay with it. That's the testimony of Daniel. And the Hebrew boys. So even if our God doesn't save us, Sorry, we will not even bow to your idol. So we believe that word to a point where even if it looks like it will not deliver us, we believe it. I've never seen God's word fail to come forth. The issue most times is what Jesus explained here. We don't wait on it till the end. We don't. It says, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, they choke it and then it proves unfruitful. It looks like it's not even going to come to pass. It looks like I was just wasting my time believing. It looks like I was just deceiving myself. And then we hear believers say things like, "No, could leave church, matter. Or this one is not Bible. No. What is not Bible and what is not church? Say so this is, let's come to real life. The Bible is real life. Christianity is real life. our life we have no other life that's the kingdom so if you really want to do it the kingdom way and get the kingdom result the things you are thinking that oh um i may not have to go through this or go through that if you go the other route you will still go through it the sun will still scourge whether you're born again or not but for that word to come to pass it said in, because of the word these things arose to test you to try that word because it has to produce it has to produce so as for what was grown on good soil 
this is the one who hears the word understands it and indeed bears fruit and yield and in one case a hundred in another sixty and in another thirty when God speaks it speaks in, on different levels So you have to under understand sometimes the context in which God is speaking. Why does it look like the word is not working for me? Sometimes maybe you don't understand the context in which he's speaking. Sometimes God speaks about something because of a particular subject he's dealing with. So you understand the context in which God is speaking at that moment. Because it's about a, a, a subject area. And then you need to also understand that God speaks with premise. You don't understand what is going on. But you know what God cannot be up to. You don't understand what is happening. That action may look like God doesn't care about you. It may look like God doesn't love you. But you know that he's love. So you don't understand what is going on. But you know what cannot be going on. That God cannot be against you. It may look like the situation is against you. Or the circumstance is against you. That's how it looks on the outside. But inside... You know that he can't be against you. So because he cannot be against you, you choose to believe that he's for you. Despite how the situation looks. Then you need to understand the personality of God. Who is this God? What's his personality? He cannot rethink an idea. He's not capable of afterthought. He's not capable of rethinking an idea. Say, oh, eh, I didn't really mean it like that. No. Once he said it, he will do it. So if you understand that that's the kind of person you are dealing with, you will embrace the word and hold it. And say, because he has said it, I will hold on to it. No matter how long it takes. I will, I will choose to believe it because he said that if you must come to God, you must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So I understand the premise. I understand his personality. I know that God cannot lie. That's his personality. He can't lie. So I go to him with that. I say you are the God that cannot lie. You have said this and you will do it. So I worship him because of his word. God will never do anything outside his word. Then I know the principle of God. I know what he's about. Psalm 103 verse 7 he said he let Moses know his ways he let the Israelites know the things he had done know what God is about know what God is doing 
what he's about. That's his principle. What kind of God is he? Is he the one that fails in his word? Is he the one that hides when a problem shows up? What kind of God is he? Why does it look like God's word is not working for me? He said, he that must come to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I've taken that scripture, that single scripture. I've sat on it for hours. I kept muttering it to myself because I want to get to a place where I believe him completely and totally. 1 John 5, 4 says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. Overcomes the world. So you sit down with a scripture like that and say, I'm born of God. I overcome the world. I overcome the challenges around me in the name of Jesus. That's the thing that can produce for you that what, what will last. Even if there's nothing, even if nothing is empty, void, that word will produce. When you sit with it, declare it, and hold it. It's not like when you start declaring it, all of a sudden, sometimes it happens. Everything is just going to change. Even if it doesn't change like that, you are sitting on it. Because you believe the one who has said it. And you know that it will come to pass. And you stay with it. The next day, the next week, the next month. And then once it's stuck with you, it's stuck with you. I've seen God's word produce from nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Empty. And the word just produced it. The word just produced it. It just produced it. I'm usually not in a hurry to speak to things. I like to wait in his presence. Wait long enough and feel his embrace. The moment I feel that embrace. And then his presence is there. And then from the revelation that comes in his presence. I begin to speak. I begin to speak. I begin to speak. At that point. I know that I'm not speaking from my senses. But I'm speaking from the place of the spirit. I'm speaking from the, from the place of the spirit. Things can change. Things can turn around. Situations can move. Things can be better. But if you have to do it the kingdom way, you have to do it the word way. Let that word stick to you. Let that word be grafted to you. When it's grafted to you, no matter what comes, the deceitfulness of riches, the cares of this world, because the word is grafted to you, they can't pull it out. 
They can't pull it out anymore. And then that word begins to produce for you. It begins to produce. It begins to produce. It begins to produce. Why is it that? Why does it look like the word of God is not working for me? The word works. Someone said the word works. Any situation that you're in, it looks like you're not making headway. It looks like it's going to drown you. It looks like it's going to get the better part of you. It's time to start digging in and standing on God's word. And let it produce. Because it will produce. It will produce. All my days on earth I will wait. Thank you Jesus. The moment that I see you face to face. Stand to your feet. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.